back to the Shark Bait Show. I am your host, Joshua Frogelin, and yeah, the Sharks lost again. Uh, not too shocking. Don't think anyone really rated the chances of the Sharks winning too highly in this game, but unfortunately, it was just, that game was just so unentertaining. Honestly, watching the Sharks getting just blown out completely was more entertaining, which I don't know if that's sad or not. Anyway, Sharks fall three nothing to the Colorado Avalanche, uh, losing their first losing their first series of the year. Which, if you had told me that the first time they would lose a series would be now, I'd be pretty happy. But the Sharks have only split before this, so they fall three and five and zero on the season. Uh, and let's get into it. So the Sharks played fifty minutes of a good defensive game, and so I mean that's really all you can say. Uh, it was a matter of time before the Avalanche scored one, then two, and then a little later they scored three. Um, yeah, honestly, if I had to pick some highlights for the game for the Sharks, I think the number one is Devin Dubnik. He looked like a good goalie, which is great. Uh, I need to check what his rebound numbers were because that's been his biggest problem through the start of the season by far. Uh, so he's been giving, uh, last I checked, he had given up the most rebounds per shot of any goalie, and it was by a large margin. Uh, tonight, some of that was still there, but he was just, the Sharks broadcast was highlighting it too. He was just fighting in the net, and at that point, all he could really do was fight. He was kind of set up in a poor situation. Uh, he, uh, he didn't have much help. Uh, 35 saves on 38 shots, uh, and not counted in that 38 shots is the six posts the avalanche hit i haven't seen an official number i counted seven but the broadcast keeps kept saying six so we'll go with that uh yeah that game was brutal the sharks never really got too much offense going uh i can't even prove like point out a chance where i was like oh the sharks could have scored on there uh i could point out numerous times where eric carlson looked good and yeah he didn't really give up anything going the other way the only time he did was in the first period when he drove like all the way down, he looked like he was going to go cycle. Uh, but then he kind of just threw it out in front and someone missed. Um, and then the puck came back the other way. But that's not his fault. Marlowe should have, on that particular instance, Marlowe should have covered for him uh, and did not. And that was part of the reason why they had a huge odd man rush going the other way. Uh, not his fault. And yeah, the Avalanche deserved to win this game. Uh, Moneypuck.com. Uh, had uh, I believe a seventy-five percent uh, deserve to never mind make that eighty-one percent like deserve to win for uh, the Avalanche in this game and can you really blame that? Can you say that was wrong? I I can't unfortunately even as a Sharks fan, it's just it's not a good situation unfortunately. It was a rough game to say the least. Uh, Eric Carlson looked good. Uh, Donato looked good. He came back after it looked like he had sustained some kind of injury, but thankfully he looks good. So that's good news for him. Uh, yeah, he played well. Uh, Gambrell has been such a pleasant surprise. Uh, I've said that multiple times, but he actually looks like a good 3C, uh, and he's only 24, so he could get better. Uh, but we've never seen this kind of play from him, and it's not even this kind of skill or stuff. He's just competing so hard i know it sounds like a classic hockey man like they gotta compete in battle but he really is and he looks so good doing it yeah he looks like someone that maybe deserved to be a second round pick uh and still don't understand the draft selection at the time but he does look good uh yeah 
So other than that, uh, now talking about some of the disappointments of tonight's game, Mark Edward Vlasic, not that he's really set great expectations for himself in the last few seasons or a few games, but he looked bad. Uh, and that first goal was pretty much his fault. He had the chance to body the guy uh, or get a better uh, like stick check on him and just didn't, and then they scored, which is unfortunate. But that's kind of the way it goes when you have Mark Edward Vlasic on your second pair. Uh, so, yeah, that was the game. Uh, I'm trying to remember who scored the goals. I think Kadri might have had two goals for the Avalanche. It was, uh, not showing me, which is always really nice of them to do. Uh, yeah, the Sharks were just outdone in this game. Uh, Kadri with the first, uh, uh, Burkowski with the second, and Kadri with the third. Um, that second line kind of dominated us the majority of the game uh i did think the sharks second line looked better thankfully hurdle had probably his best game since arizona uh obviously no points but he drove play well he had good zone entries when it happened they took him off the first power play so here was the issue with the power play they took the issues with the power play and were like what if we made them worse right so the best part of the power play this year has been the zone entries. They've been so good. And the Sharks have never had this before. The zone entries have been so good. And they were like, wait, oh my God, Tomas Hurdle and Evander Kane are our best players at zone entries. So what if we just took them off? And I'm sure this is going to go so much better. And then guess what? It went worse because it was so awful. I don't understand it. And they also, if you could kind of, it was a classic umbrella power play, but uh, they had burns at the top of the power play which makes no sense um i don't understand the point of that the, the power play needs to go to four forwards and one defenseman and that one defenseman needs to be eric carlson because he can knows how to move the puck and brent burns knows how to shoot the puck and carlson can do two of the said things uh and burns can do shoot uh yeah he needs to get off the top power play unit it's just so not good it needs to be in my humble opinion you have a player on the wing that is so good at power plays in Kevin LeBanc, and you're just not utilizing his talent. Like, I don't know where Bob Wigner has been the last few years, besides Florida, but if he didn't know that that LeBanc is really good on the right wing on a power play, he needs to freaking figure it out, because he's so good there, and we're just not using it at all. Even when LeBanc was on the top power play unit today, we put him in front or behind the net, like he's freaking Wayne Gretzky. Like, that's just so, he's not going to succeed there. It was so, I don't understand what that was. That was a thing that happened, and we live in a society, unfortunately, boys. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The pa so it needs to be, needs, the umbrella needs to be Carlson at the top, uh, LeBanc on the right wing, uh, Couture on the left wing, and then Hurdle in the high slot, and then Kane in front of the net. It, that's what it needs to be, and I don't understand why they haven't done it yet, because those are the best players being put in the best positions for them to succeed, and instead we don't do it. Yeah, don't understand that. Uh, second line looked better in general, as I had said. Uh, Kane looked meh, which is unfortunate. Meyer looked Meyer looked fine, uh, so that was good. The first line is our best line, and the third line was somewhat underwhelming. There wasn't too much generated from them, uh, especially off the break where they succeed. And when you're putting Nieto in, that's kind of the only way you're going to score because he's not a great puck-possessive guy. Uh, Gambrell had some chances driving, uh, or a chance driving to the net that I remember. Um, yeah, it was just a bad game, unfortunately. Uh, I don't know what else to say. 
uh, especially since I would like to say that we're playing on Monday, but there's no way to know uh, with what's happening in Vegas. If you didn't know, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights like entire coaching staff tested positive or it was in close proximity, and so they all had to quarantine. And now Alex Petrangelo has tested positive, and that likely means more players for the Knights and the Blues, who they played recently. Uh, so who knows if the Sharks are playing Monday, where they're scheduled to play a home game in Glendale, Arizona, as one does like its spring training in the MLB. So that's kind of my thoughts on the game. If you want to let me know your thoughts on the game, uh, quick plug at Josh Froglin on Twitter and at Shark underscore Bait underscore Show on Twitter. Uh, so I think we'll get into some of the fan questions I say as I pretend I have fans. So for one, uh, we need a spark. We always say, oh, we don't have a McDavid or Crosby on the team. But at this point, we need to we need that to look energetic. So should we trade for a star? I mean, in theory, yeah, but we did trade for a star and their player. The name was Eric Carlson and it didn't turn out well. Unfortunately, we gave up the assets to acquire the star and we don't have a star, but we don't have the assets to acquire one now. Uh, and it's, yeah, no, unfortunately, I think this kind of, I don't know. I think we shouldn't judge the Sharks too harshly because the Avalanche are a crazy team. And if the Sharks are like, we're Stanley Cup contenders, the way that you're going to beat the Avalanche is, uh, or in the long run, is making the fourth seed. And when you play them, playoff hockey is just insane. And you're hoping to be more physical than they are, which we showed, the Sharks showed at times tonight that they can be more physical, especially when the, the blue line for the Avalanche is pretty undersized. Uh, you got to be more physical with them uh, down low on the boards, uh, which is where Hurdle succeeds. And I feel like that's why he had a better game tonight. Uh, and kind of that softening of the players by kind of bruising them and, and making them work harder was why Hurdle was able to get more open space and drive play well. Uh, yeah, he played well. He was, I think... The Sharks' second best forward in terms of controlling expected goals. He is pretty much a low first-line center, and that's he's our best forward, uh, especially when he's on his game, which hopefully this was kind of a stride towards being back on his game. Uh, Eric Carlson is a defenseman that plays for the San Jose Sharks that should be a star, and we traded for him to be a star, and he hasn't been, unfortunately. Uh, we don't have the assets to trade for a star, and the way the team looks... We're kind of more than a star away, honestly. Unless the star is a is a goalie that can steal a game, but I don't know what else you could ask for. You could have asked for for from Dubnik tonight. I mean, he did a nine he had a nine twenty one save percentage and they hit six posts. Uh, he can't he can't do more than what he did. Uh, yeah, I don't think we're gonna trade if we trade someone. I think this is the part where I'll throw in my my thoughts. Uh, I think just. We need to look towards the future at this point. I think even if we offload a large contract uh, or a, like a, a good player and we get something back and there, it's a roster player that doesn't set us up for failure too much and we can still somewhat compete in this draft. Um, the only issue with the Sharks offloading a large contract is they probably have to, they for some of them, they're going to have to pay teams to take it, uh, which means you don't get an asset, unfortunately, uh, and the Sharks need assets. It's just the way that they're currently structured is they don't have many. Um, we don't have our second round pick this year, and second round picks are a big deal, especially when the Sharks are going to be looking to pick at the top part of this draft. I mean, the Sharks got Thomas Bordalo in the second round this year, 38th overall after trading down, and he could be our best prospect, honestly. It's Merkley, but he's our sec Bordalo is our second best prospect right now. We got him in the second round. 
uh, that's unfortunate that we don't have one this year. Um, if we were going to offload a contract, uh, the most realistic ones, in my opinion, are Kane and Burns. I'm not certain what Kane's no trade status is. I know Burns has only a three team list, unfortunately. Uh, so, I mean, he could just, by a three team list, he could list three teams that he is allowed to go to. And if I was him and I didn't want to leave San Jose, I would just say like Detroit, Ottawa, and uh, Chicago. And then he's not going anywhere. Uh, so, and then the other one would be Kane. So, I'm not sure what his, his no trade is. Uh, if it's something similar, he'd probably do a similar thing. Uh, they, those two are probably the most realistic ones to go because those are the ones where you don't have to eat as much as you would if you traded a Market Vlasic, which is impossible because he has a full no-movement clause, or a Logan Couture because he's a player that is on the Sharks that's going to... he's Actually, he's playing well, so maybe you could flex his value at, that it's currently at, but the contract is still ugly and his past play doesn't incline us to think that he'll keep this up, unfortunately. Yeah, um, the Sharks are not looking too, too great, and I don't think they're less, I think they're less than a star away, unless it's like an elite goalie like Gibson or something. Um, next question, uh, does Dumit deserve the, the game next week? Uh, yeah, he played really well, and he's played better than Jones has in any given game tonight. Uh, he deserves it. I need to look at those rebound numbers, they're not updated currently, because uh, I'm recording this the night after the game. Uh, so they're not up currently, but I would assume they did a lot better, which is great for him. Um, if there's a week break for the next game, does, does Shemilevsky still get the start? I still don't understand what happened with that. I did tweet about it. The Sharks should have been able to play him. I guess when Bugner was talking about it at the press conference, he said there wasn't enough time to register the move, but they could have just moved Leonard into the taxi squad because he's waiver exempt and then put him on, put Shemilevsky on, and that would have added no salary, uh... So there wouldn't have been a salary problem. And I'm pretty sure the Sharks only have 22 players on the roster currently because uh, Jaros doesn't count yet. I don't understand why Chimelski didn't play. I feel bad for him a lot because he was really looking forward to him and probably had announced that he was going to to his family and his family was all hyped for him, unfortunately. Um, if there was a week break... Uh, oh, sorry. And then when do we see Jaros and who does he come in for? Uh, here is the hot take of the week. He comes in for a classic. And what the Sharks would do in that scenario is you go Ferraro, Carlson, as you have been, which has been was better tonight, uh, so hopefully they can build upon it. Uh, Shimmick Burns, which they were playing at the end of the game uh, tonight. I don't know if anyone noticed. The, that was the, the pairing at the end of the game. They had benched Vlasic after he kind of allowed that goal, um, the first one, uh, by Kadri. Uh, and then Kanaizov, uh, Jaris, and you could scratch Vlasic. That would be my move. I mean, I'm sure Vlasic would improve his numbers if he was playing against weaker competition, like uh, Shimmick and Knaizov have the benefit of doing. Uh, he's still rough. He's still... Let me look at uh, ice time uh, in all situations tonight, because I'm sure uh, Vlasic's went down, to say the least. Um, what the heck? Uh, so in terms of even strength, time on ice... Uh, actually, Vlasic still had 19-18 on uh, that. So, in terms of overall time on ice, um, I have to check. But I I don't understand why he's still on the team. I 
I mean, because he, he's signed for so long, but he's just, he's a liability, to say the least. And it's so unfortunate because he was so good for so long and underpaid for so long. But he just looks just so rough. Uh, it's not good. And I feel bad because he's a Sharks legend at this point. Uh, he just, he's a liability when he's on the ice. Uh, ice time leaders. So it goes, Lasik played 24 and a half minutes. That's still so insane to me because he gets outplayed virtually every shift. Um, that's not me saying it, it's Analyst saying it. Um, so it's unfortunate as ESPN decides to play an advertisement. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the Sharks are going to do. It's a bad situation to say the least. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think, I don't see Vlasic playing and he could ask for a move, which would be ideal. Uh, or he just has to deal with this for the next few years, and then the Sharks will buy out his contract when it's a little more swallowable. Uh, yeah, I think that'll do it for this episode, unfortunately. Um, I think in terms of the, the, the past game and the questions, I think we'll now kind of segue into what next roster looks like. Um, I'm going to include Sasha in it. Not sure still why he wasn't playing, because the taxi squad weirdness still seems to not make sense to me uh so we're gonna talk about next game uh who knows if it'll be monday or if it'll be later than that uh it's just such a weird just scenario um yeah i think they keep the first line the same and i think they keep the second line the same and if i were to change the second line i'd take kane off of it i don't understand why meyer and leonard and gregor were our players that seem to get the the acts by uh Bugner when they play poorly um but Vlasic, Kane and uh and Carlson can cannot play well and it'll stay in the lineup no matter what uh especially I don't understand it for Vlasic or Kane they have replacements Schmidt can replace can replace Vlasic in the top four at this point uh and Donato, or sorry not Donato, uh, Leonard or Gregor could replace Kane in the top six I don't understand why Bugner doesn't apply his own rules to other players, and I have to kind of grill, I have to be critical of how Bugner has coached the last, this game. I don't understand some of the moves. I I understand the sending a lesson to, to Leonard uh, idea, but he's not going to play better if you don't play him. And that's what I that's what I said about Gregor being sat, and that's what I said about Meyer getting demoted. Uh, what is the point of it? They're going to, you're going to do it for a few games, and they're going to show that they're good players, and they had a bad game. Every player has bad games. For example, Evander Kane and Mark Edward Blasek. But we don't bench those players constantly like we do to the younger guys for no reason. And it doesn't make sense. Uh, so if I were to predict what the next game's lines are going to look like, I would say this, and I'm. this seems kind of like the nuclear option, but we're going to, or not nuclear, but just kind of weird and stupid option. So first line stays the same, Donato, uh, Couture, and LeBanc. Uh, make a second line of, I'm going to say Gregor, uh, to, move, <coughs> to move into the top six. So I'm going to drink some water. So you have Gregor, uh, Gregor, Hurdle, Meyer, and I would, I would demote Kane to the third line. I don't understand why he can play poorly and still get the benefit of the doubt, but none of the younger guys do. Booger needs to take a stand. Uh, so that makes a third line of of uh, Leonard, who will be back in the lineup because the Sharks didn't have scoring tonight. And guess who gives you offensive upside? It's the freaking goal-scoring 
college goal, college goal scoring leader. Uh, so I would make it Kane, uh, Kane, Gambrell, and Leonard. And I get that you're breaking up the entire third line pretty much, but you have to at this point. And then a fourth line of Sasha making his debut uh, with Marlowe and Yedo as wingers. And you scratch Sorensen and Nason because they add nothing. Uh, Nason, for whatever reason, had a good night analytically, but it's more of a product of him playing so little. Uh, let's see, he played, uh, I'm going to guess solely 5-on-5 five five tonight. Uh, so he only played 837. Just play Leonard. My God. I don't understand the point of benching Leonard, especially when the Sasha news came out uh, that he couldn't play. Uh, what better way to send a message to a player and still have him in the lineup than that, where he thinks the whole week that, or the whole two-day break that he's not playing, and then he gets a chance? I don't understand the point of it. And Sorensen adds nothing on the PK. Just don't even mention it. Um, yeah, and then defensive pairings. I'm going to guess Jaros hasn't uh, like passed quarantine protocols and immigration stuff by then. Uh, and I would keep them the same because defensively you were good for 50 minutes tonight. Uh, so Ferraro, Carlson, Vlasic, you, uh, Burns, and then the Shimmick Knizov bottom pairing, which is actually good. It's 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 a relief to see because it's actually a good pairing. Um, and I would start Dubnik in net. I don't understand how you couldn't. Uh, he played really well tonight, and you got to keep it going, especially with there's no worry of um, of tiring him out. There's been a break. Because uh, the strikes have the extra day off and possibly a lot longer, so I think that'll do it. And I have an announcement: so the sharks aren't going to be playing until Monday, uh, which is a longer break than the sharks are used to. And if it goes poorly, the sharks could be off for even longer. Uh, and their next game would be against the Ducks or Kings. I forget. Um, either way, uh, there will be another podcast. We're going to keep up with the every other day system. Uh, and it'll be all on the Sharks' future. I think as of right now, I'm going to make a 20, uh, a U23 lineup. Uh, and we're going to evaluate how... And it'll be solely based on potential. And so we're going to do that and just talk about the Sharks' prospects and the Sharks' younger players and the Sharks' future. Uh, maybe throw in some of the scouting I've been doing on the upcoming, uh, on the upcoming um, draft. Uh, I've been scouting the top five defensemen. Uh, as well as for the hockey writers, I'm uh, I'm on the 2021 draft coverage team, so I have some players that I've been looking into for that as well. Uh, not going to share that, though, until after I write an article about it, which won't be for a bit. Um, but yeah, talking about the Sharks' future a little more, uh, especially in this time of gloom for the Sharks. Uh, hopefully they can rebound soon. Uh, with that, I'm, that's going to do it. Uh, I'm your host, Joshua Frodelin. You can find me on the bird at Josh Frodelin, and you can find the show's uh, in, uh, Twitter at shark underscore bait underscore show. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you guys check us out again. Have a great day.